Good morning, everybody out there in Radio Land. This is Jane Cormier, your host for Artful Living, here on WKXL, New Hampshire, talkradio.com. And WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. So uh, we have a show today that some of you might actually remember a couple of our guests. Uh, They are young singers that I have been uh, thrilled to work with in the past. They're young classical singers. And uh, Jessica Bell and Sabina Mori are joining us today on Artful Living. And uh, we're going to have a great conversation today. We're going to have a conversation that even if you think you might not like classical music or opera, you want to stay with us because you will like this show. Yes, that's our goal today. So, Jessica, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing fine. How about you, Sabina? How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. So you were the driver today. Yes, yes. I did drive us. <laughs> so both ladies are from Manchester, New Hampshire, um, and they are in different parts of their singing lives. They've both been students with me when I, when I was teaching at uh, Founders Academy in Manchester, and I thought that today would be an interesting story because... We have two young, wonderfully talented young ladies that are coming into their musical careers and are in different spots. But I thought it might be nice to highlight the differences and uh, let the audience know what what this means. What the you know how to going to college for music? What's that all about, right? And uh, share that with you. So it should be a fun conversation today. And thank you, ladies, for coming out for Artful Living. Of course. Yeah. All right. So listen, let's start with um, Jessica Bell. So Jessica Bell, you're going to be a senior, correct? Yes. At Gordon College. That is correct. And and how is that going for you? It is going really well. It has been quite the journey. I cannot believe that I'm already a senior. That is, <laughs> it feels like just yesterday I was just a little freshman. Um, <laughs> and it is yeah, it's been a journey. I have grown a lot. I think not just vocally I've grown a lot, but also just as a person. I've, you know, there's been a lot of personal growth. Absolutely. And you know what? Folks out there might not know that this manifests itself, but the instrument of the singer is in the person, right? It's not an external instrument. It's inside. And the funny thing is, is it changes with our growth, even in non-musical ways, right? So the more you learn about life, the more you experience, you can sort of pick it up and put it into the voice as you sing and as you perform and share. So um, that growth that you're talking about, you know, hugely important because it's not for the singer. It's not all about just the music, you know? That is correct. That is wonderful. And so Sabina, Tell us now, you're a senior at the Founders Academy, and where are you heading in the fall? So I am going to Ithaca College in Ithaca, New York. My, okay. So how what, how did that happen? What, what, what schools did you get in? Why did you choose Ithaca? So I actually auditioned for three music schools. I auditioned for Ithaca, of course, the Hart School of Music, and Jacob's School of Music. So I was accepted to the Hart School of Music and Ithaca College. Mm -hmm. And those two, I had a really hard decision knowing where I wanted to go. Yeah. Between those two, I really liked Connecticut and I knew that the Hart School had a really good reputation. So that I had that on one hand. And I actually had never been to Ithaca College because I did my audition virtually. Ah. But when I went, I just felt such like a spark. I felt really happy when I was on the campus. I met a lot of good people. I met a lot of good teachers. 
I heard about a lot of interesting classes that I wanted to take, and mm. I was like, hmm, I really like it here. Good. So I'm very excited. So that's where you're going. Yes. Oh, my. So I've known you since you were in sixth grade. Yes. And I'm, I'm probably more excited. Oh, I won't say that. I was going to say I'm, I'm excited for you, too. <laughs> so that's awesome. Um, Ithaca College is, wow, they have quite, when I look on the site here, quite an extensive music, theater, and dance program. They do, yes. Yeah. Good for you. Good for you. So Thank you. we have we have you guys should be sharing information, right? Because we have one outgoing from college and we one have incoming from college. And uh, let me tell you, you know, the things you could learn. Uh, boy, they abound. I was already asking her questions in the car. <laughs> we were talking about it. <laughs> I'll bet. I'll bet. All right. So, um, Jessica, let's go back to you. What what led you to to go to Gordon College, what's your major, and what is your, if not long-term, your short-term goal, you know, upon graduation? Yeah, so I, it's a very long story, and I think (laughs) um, I've told it before on this show, but I always wanted to do music. Um, I started when I was very little. Mm -hmm. I was 11 when I started, and I grew up doing opera with Piccola, and um, I started singing some partial roles and, um, you know, that were appropriate for a sure. youth, um, for a young person to sing. And I just really felt like music was going to be something special for me. Um, I started out as a music education major. I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do, but I think teaching has always been something I've loved. Um, and then around my sophomore year, I started rethinking my decision. I Not that I didn't like teaching, sure, but... I really just could not see myself teaching right out of college, and I really had a spark in me to pursue opera. Um, I think especially as I learned more about the voice, and um, I have a really great voice teacher at Gordon, and I have really been pushed out of my comfort zone, but in a great way. And um, I've improved a lot as a singer, and the more experience I get, the more I'm like, yes, this is what I want to do. So I ended up um, aud- re-auditioning for Gordon <laughs> yeah. to get the vocal performance major. So I'm now a double major, which is not an easy feat. No, um, <laughs> not at all. Um, for my double major, between the two majors, I have to do three degree recitals. Holy moly. So I just did my first junior degree recital, and that was for performance. This fall, I am doing my first senior recital for music ed. The following spring, I will be student teaching um, for my music ed degree. I decided not to drop music ed because... It will give me very good experience. Of course. And I do think it will help make me a more rounded musician and educator. Um, And then I actually have to stay an extra semester, um, which most people would be like, why would you do that? (laughs) And it actually, I've thought about it a lot. And because I have to do my last senior recital for performance in the fall because I will be student teaching. Sure. Um, And it fits very well into my plan because... That fall, I can be part-time, I can start to work, and then I can continue to train with my voice teacher. Mm -hmm. And I can use the facilities um, at Gordon, so our beautiful recital hall, my amazing collaborative pianist, um, and we can film all of my pre-screenings for grad school. Awesome. And the goal is to start grad school the following fall, so I think that would be 2025. Sure. So that's my short-term plan. That's You know what? I, you're young, you're young, and um, working with young singers or young people in general, especially in our culture, we like to do everything yesterday, right? And and it's almost like a negative if you have to take time to either go longer or to wait a gap year. I, I don't believe in that at all, at all, because the truth is, is you're 
plenty young enough to do that where in, in your situation. And you're going to benefit immensely from being able to take it at a good pace, keep you moving forward, keep moving, keep getting better, but on a pace that you have chosen rather than what you're supposed to do. Right. will give you. Exactly. And that's awesome. That's good for you. And I think having all these recitals is awesome. Yes. More experience, that's more performing. Right. You know, people out there listening, it doesn't matter what you're studying, whether it's piano or voice. Uh, I think it it's probably more so for voice, but you cannot do it to the extent that you need to learn in a studio. The studio only gives you the information and it doesn't mean anything until you get that information in front of people mm. because that's when the adrenaline hits. And they don't necessarily teach you that overtly in, in school, right? You have to perform not just because you're getting, you're practicing, but because you are learning how to take that adrenaline rush and guide it so that it's a plus rather than a negative. And you cannot replicate that in the studio. That is correct. So three vo three voice or three times out there doing recitals, and I think that's awesome. Thank Good you. for you. Good for you. Um, so Sabina, how about you? So you're finishing your fine your final year at Founders. What what was going on? What did you do? I heard that uh, you had quite a neat senior project. So yes, for. Founders Academy, you have to have a senior project in order to graduate. So I knew that I wanted my senior project to involve music, of course. So I thought of something really out of the box, I think, something <laughs> I had never had any experience doing before, something really... Um, Challenging. Yes, yeah. out there. <laughs> so I decided to write an alma mater for the school. I wrote a school anthem. The, pro the process was a little complicated. I had no idea where I wanted to start. I knew that I needed lyrics, and so for the lyrics, I made sure to pull from all the sides of the school, mm -hmm. from the mission and vision, from what I wanted students to really focus on when they're, when they're attending the Founders Academy. Mm -hmm. So um, the, the mission, yeah. The motto of the school is Leaders of the Future, so cool. I knew I wanted to focus on that. So I wrote the song called Leaders of the Future. Yay! Yes, and I composed it, and we wrote a little melody, and we added chords to it, and I taught it to my classes. So and I think that was really fun. Awesome, awesome. Uh, I think that it probably—I I actually did hear the piece, and it was quite charming, and it was Thank a great you. job. So you know what? We're going to take a little break here, but we're going to come right back. We'll talk some more with Sabina Mori here on Art for Living, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Art for Living here. Jane Cormier, your host. WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Don't forget, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com, and you can hear any program on uh, WKXL that you might have missed, especially Art for Living. So today we have two guests, Jessica Bell and Sabina Mori, who are young uh, music, music students in Manchester, New Hampshire. In the last segment, we were talking with Jessica about how she got started with her music. And we were just talking to Sabina about her uh, final year at Founders Academy and her senior project, which was writing an alma mater song. And uh, 
all about leadership, right? And, and all that good stuff. And uh, what did you get on the project? I passed. You passed? I passed. There's no grade. They don't give you a grade? No, it's Why pass or that? fail. I didn't know that. Well, you passed. Of course you yes. passed. I was expecting you to say A+, because I'm sure that's what it was. <laughs> Good for you. I think some. I think one of the faculty members cried, actually, listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they did. Yeah. I mean, what a great idea that was. And like you said, outside the comfort zone. Yes, which, I had no experience composing before did at you, all. Did you like it? I did, actually. I really did. It was... Much harder than I thought it would be. Yeah. I think I went into it thinking it would be like, oh, mm, easy. I'll just write a tune. Yeah, it was not like that at all. <laughs> well, good for you. Yes, but I learned a lot more about music doing it, so I'm really happy that I chose that as my yeah, project. Absolutely. So um, as a freshman, you're going to be heading to Ithaca College. Yes. All right? And uh, you had told us in the first segment you're really excited about it. It's got a, a wonderful music theater dance program. Um, so... So tell me, what is your uh, voice performance? Uh, what is going to be your major? So I am contemplating right now. My original major that I auditioned for was vocal performance, but I decided to change it to music in combination with an outside field. And my outside field of choice is going to be psychology. Yay. So I'm going to be doing vocal performance and psychology. So is this a double major? I'm not entirely sure. I think it's... I don't know what my end major is going to end up being. Yeah. I've actually sent them an email about that yeah. to clarify more. I'm sure you're going to have to do a double major um, to, because psychology is not a, that's not an easy one either. Yeah. Yeah. And it's going to have real demands on, I'm sure, that part of the degree. So it's probably a double major. Yeah, I would think know. so. So both, you're, you're both excelling, both students here, because Jess, you've got your double, you know, Music ed and music performance, vocal performance and vocal performance in psychology. Yes. Go-getters. Yes, that's what this world needs, go-getters, go-getters. So um, what are you looking forward most to in at Ithaca College this fall? I think, well, I'm looking forward to meeting new people, of course, and I'm looking forward to learning a lot. I'm looking forward to taking classes that I'm really interested in. Mm-hmm. And what are some of your classes? Do you know? So I do know some of them. I know I have to take music history. Yay! I have to take a singer and their body is the name of the course. Cool. And you'll have a lot of that information, you know. Yes. Because you did get a good, you know, just a very basic um, music history foundation, you know. Through, yeah, we learned a lot of music theory and yeah. music history taking yeah. chorus classes. Yeah. Yes. Good for you. So you won't be starting out from, and I'm sure the singer is a, a singer in the body is like a pedagogical yes. class. Yeah, cool. Anything else? Do you know what your your uh, psychology classes will be? I haven't been assigned any yet, so I'm not entirely sure. Yeah, but I know they have a class called Music and the Mind, which is music Ooh. and psychology in one class. So yes. I'm excited to be able to take that. Yes, I have to tell you, in my later years, after. My my whole life was just music, everything when I was a kid. And then, of course, I went on stage and did it out, out in the public. And after I started having kids, kind of reined it in and ran an opera company here and taught. In the later years, I would say the reading about that subject, psychology and the mind, or learning, emotional and, you know, social learning with music, uh, amazing subjects and mind-blowing when you when you start getting into the literature that's out there with regard to that you go oh my god who knew it's you very know, interesting whole life of music and who knew how important uh, music would be with regard to how the brain 
functions. In fact, I would start interpolating that material in some of my classes. I don't think I was really into it as much, Jess, when you were there. Yeah. But by the time, uh, you know, the last few years when I was with, uh, you know, Sabina with your, those last three years, I always tried to have a couple of lessons in there yeah. about how the music reroutes itself in the brain, you know, left, right lobe, right lobe, left lobe of the brain. Fascinating when you stop to think about it, right? Yes. Wow, wish I had known that when I, we didn't have that uh, when I was studying, you know, we didn't really even have that as a subject that you could, not that I noticed anyway, that you could choose in college. So you guys both have the ability to, to take the breath of that, that subject and go to town. So good for you. So, so Jessica, let's jump back to you. Um, what are you doing this summer? I hear you have a special thing happening this summer. Yes. So this summer I am traveling to Urbania, Italy, and I'm going to be participating in the Festival of International Opera, um, or it's called also Fio Italia. And it's this um, opera festival that they do with young singers, so mostly um from what I've heard of the program, singers, a lot of them are undergraduates, but also some graduate singers mm-hmm. and then some emerging artists as well. And I will be performing in Don Giovanni. Beautiful. Um, and I've also been cast in opera scenes um, as a separate um, performance. And then I will also be participating in with my solo repertoire in different galas, concerts, recitals. Right. Um, so yeah. how long how long is the program? So the program is five weeks. Wow. So the first four weeks are very intensive Italian classes every day, um, pretty much. And then a lot of rehearsals. And we do do some performances during that time. But all of the operas that the program is putting on are all opening up in the fifth week. So the fifth week is just going to be all performances. Wow. So the first four are just putting it all together and the study right. and all that. Holy moly. Yeah. You know, in some ways that's a little bit stressful, I think. <laughs> I like to kind of keep it going, you know, as you go along because you can, You, you it's an easier pattern, I think. Right. Yeah. A little different. Yeah. This is going to be very intense. Um, and I, I know this going into it. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be an easy program. I'm going in not knowing anybody. So similar to Sabina, I I have those nerves with not knowing anybody um, and going into it. You know, I've never been had the privilege to go to another country. I've never had that experience before. Um, But I am also choosing to look at it with an optimistic light and excitement because (laughs) this will be such a great opportunity for me to learn another language, to learn the culture, especially Italy is really the heart of opera that's mm-hmm. where opera was born mm-hmm. and also make connections because a lot of the faculty at this program are from schools and universities from mostly the US but mm-hmm. you know also around the world and it will be really great to meet some new people um, some new peers right. and as well as some um, faculty and work with new teachers and yes. new coaches. You're going to so. learn so much. Yes. I mean, what a great opportunity. And um, so when when do you leave? When When is that time frame? So I leave June 30th. So a oh week from tomorrow. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> really? That's coming right up. I was expecting you to say, oh, well, you know, mid, mid-July or late-July no. or something. It's been quite the month I've had um, <laughs> learning a whole new role. So I'm singing the role of Zerlina as a cover. And I'm also singing in the chorus. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is really, in essence, in essence, it's my second full role I've I've ever 
saying. Um, I've done Dido before, right. Dido Nanaeus, but that almost was like a whole different animal because sure. that's a very much shorter opera. It's in English. Right. You know, that was, and that was when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. This feels like this is my first rodeo with learning an entirely new role. Well, not entirely new, but I already knew, I already know both of the arias. Mm-hmm. And then I knew, I've already worked on the duet right. in previous years. Right. But I have all the recitatives, all of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot. And it is a lot. You have to know every single word in like what you're saying. Yes. Um, when it's not your native language, um, you have to make sure your diction is immaculate because you're singing to an Italian audience. Yes, they're going to figure that out quick. <laughs> yes. So I can't sound American. So um, you also, won't. You won't. <laughs> I also um, have to have all of my scenes and then this entire role memorized um, by the time I get there. Mm-hmm. So this week is. All memorizing yeah. everything. That's that's the fun part, right? Um, getting it down enough to not only know what you're saying, but what someone else is saying in the scene. Right. That can never be, you know, you can never underscore that enough. Because I know even when I was on, you know, having my career on stage, there were many times I think that people were doing ensemble scenes. And you could tell by the faces. Yeah. In the energy that they didn't know. Yeah what necessarily the other person was really saying in the ensemble scene. Exactly. And uh, you, it doesn't work. I mean, the audience doesn't necessarily know that that specific personality doesn't know what's being said because, you know, they're just standing there and they look like they've got it together. But when you're singing with them and you have the drama going, yeah. right, the drama's flowing and you're doing your part and you have to active listen, right? How do you active listen when you can't understand what someone else is really saying, right? When you don't know what they're saying. Right. You have to know their text. Yeah, indeed. You have to know it all to do it right in opera. So, And it's not necessarily something that's main, you know, that's being done. You'd be surprised. So we're going to take another little break here at WKXL, New Hampshire, talkradio.com. And that's WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And we're going to come back with Sabina and Jess after the break, so stay right there. Welcome back. Art for Living here. Jane Cormier, your host here on WKXL. 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. And for people out there that might be just joining us, we're talking about music and, and colleges and performances and opera and all that fun stuff. So it's been a great conversation today. We have as our guest Jessica Bell and Sabina Mori, who are young vocalists, classical vocalists from Manchester, New Hampshire. So we've been sort of catching up with them and seeing what's up with their lives. They've, well, they have very cool stories to tell because Jessica is a senior at Gordon and we have Sabina, who will be going to Ithaca College, freshman, uh, as a vocal performance and psycholo- psychology major. So let's get ba- get to you, Sabina, this time. So as you enter Ithaca, what what are your challenges? What, what do you find, um, you know, as you make this change, what are you thinking about? Well, I am a little scared to be in a new environment with a bunch of new people. I am... Also, making sure that I prepare myself for entering, making sure that I know what I need to know before I start taking these classes, making sure I have a good background. Mm-hmm. 
so we're revisiting most, if not, we're revisiting a lot of the things that I've learned throughout the years to make sure that they're on the tippy top of my mind. Some of them might have slipped through the cracks. Right, so we're right. making sure. <laughs> well, music's like that. If yes. you don't keep doing it. If you it, don't use it, yeah, it goes right. away. Yeah, use it or lose it, right? Yes. Yes. So you're going to make sure that you're up to snuff when you get in there. Yes. So um, for someone that is been at a school, you know, for 6 to 12, grades 6 to 12, uh, very small school. Now you're, you're heading out to Ithaca. Yes. Uh, do you know, happen to know what the student, how many students are there? I think they have 6,000 students there. Wow, that many? Yes. I didn't know it was that many. Wow, it's Allie. Okay, that's cool. <laughs> yes, I'm a little excited for that, actually. <laughs> Having been in a school that has 400 kids yeah. for my whole life. Yeah, and this is a big difference, right? Yeah. So do you have a roommate? Do you have any of that information? So... I know what dorm I'm in. I actually wanted to be in the dorms called the Towers, which are the closest to the music buildings, because I know most of my classes will right. be there. Smart. Unfortunately, I did not get that dorm, though, so I'm sad. But <laughs> I did. I am in the lower quads, but I'm going random with my roommate, so I don't know who my roommate is yet. What do you mean, random? So you have the choice to meet somebody, mostly online, and and choose them as your roommate, or you can go in, fill out a little form, and they will assign you with somebody, which is called going random for wow, your roommate. Sally. Yes. Is, is it with a female? Yes. Okay, so they wouldn't like put you with a guy? No, I don't think they, <laughs> I don't think they do that. I, I ask these questions only because it's been so long since I've been to college. We never had to worry about that, but now I'm like, maybe it changed, you know, I don't know. Well, I think it's, it's by room. It's gendered by room. Okay, so. Very cool. Yes. Yes. So you're just going to fig- find out when you get there? Yeah, I think wow. I am. You're brave. I know. <laughs> well, it be, it'll be someone from your major? I'm not sure. Okay. So it could be anyone. It could be uh, anybody. Any of the majors. Okay. Pretty cool. Yes. Very good. And uh, so what is what are you looking forward to the most about uh, about Ithaca? So when I went to Ithaca, when I did an overnight with the Dean's program is what it's called, Dean's Host. I went with the student and I went to her classes. And the class that I'm most looking forward to is their chorus ensemble. Really? Genuinely. Yes. I loved being in there. Their repertoire they were doing was amazing. And I'm so excited to be in a real full rounded chorus again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So that'll be really exciting because I'm sure it'll be extensive. um, Big, big choruses. Yeah. Sure. For that. Wow. Good for you. Very good. And and you're going in as a mezzo-soprano. Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, do you think you'll be staying as a mezzo? I think so. So I'll be singing soprano too, which isn't as high as soprano one. I've been doing alto my whole life, so I thought maybe we'll make a little change mm-hmm. as my voice changes. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And that, you know what? It is something that does change sometimes. A lot of students, um, especially when they're young, and if they have teachers that maybe aren't as um, experienced, you know, at the beginning, they tend to lob everybody in the mezzo-soprano category because a lot of young females think that notes that are off the staff are, quote, high. Yeah. Right? Again, psychology, right? And uh, until you teach them how to do it, and then they kind of like singing the high notes, right? So it's easy for someone to fall into that, mezzo-soprano thing uh but you know having been your teacher for so many years you have an excellent inner voice ear um very strong at holding a nice strong inner voicing thank and, you and that's gift um you know if you can hear it once and you're pretty good at holding it so that's pretty good uh yeah very nice all right so ladies 
though we're talking short term, right? You're, we're talking like what's coming up in the fall or the summer for you, Jess, when you head off to Fio, uh, Fio Italia. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's talk a little bit about with each of you ladies. We'll start with you, Jess. What do you see long term? Okay, and and this will be interesting. I'm going to be interested to hear this. <laughs> <laughs> that is a loaded question. <laughs> All right, so let me preface. Um, let me say, ladies, when you tell us this, I don't want to hear about what you think at 21 or 18 or 22, whatever. Um, I don't want to hear about what makes sense. I don't want to hear about what's safe. I don't mm. want to hear about what they tell you. I want to hear unqualified, fear <laughs> out the window, what would you choose to do long term if you had your dream? Oh, I would love to be an opera singer. That's, you know, truly where I want to do what I want to do. Um, and I don't know if it's going to be, you know, what it's going to look like exactly. It might be I might be a local opera singer to whatever area I end up living in. Um, or I could be a singer that travels a lot. Mm-hmm. Um and I also would love to have my own studio. I love <laughs> teaching and I love, I've been really interested in pedagogy lately. Really? And, well, since I've started learning at Gordon, my teacher is an amazing pedagogue and she knows so much. And I've been working through a book called What Every Singer Knows Needs to Know About the Body and just learning about the intricacies of right. what makes the voice work. Mm-hmm. And I would love to, you know, take my knowledge of that and pass it down to younger singers um, and also just spread the love of opera and also music in general, musical theater, um, contemporary singing as well, because I know a lot of singers want to pursue that as well. Um, I want to be a well-rounded singer. Yeah. I think that that's going to be par for the course because you've always always been that way. But um, so... Dreaming big. I want yes. you to dream big. Do you see yourself being at the Met stage? Do you ever have that dream? I do have that dream. <laughs> and, you know, I'm also realistic about the fact that... Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. You know, You're realistic? Well, in, you know, realistically, that's, you know, that's a big dream. And it is. But someone's got to be on stage. Why couldn't it be you? That is true. Right? I, I, you know, I think... A lot of the opera industry, you know, it comes down to who you know. And I think a lot of it has to do with connections, which is why I'm so excited to be going to this program this summer, because I can make all those connections. Um, So a lot of it has to do with who you know. A lot of it has to do with, you know, obviously talent. Mm -hmm. Um, But also a lot of it is very subjective as well. Some of it. So some of it is, yeah. So I think, you know, all I have to do is just work really, really hard. Absolutely. Um, that's the biggest piece. Yeah. That's the biggest piece of it. And I, I'm old, so I get to have my two cents. I think the worst thing I see in teaching, because I've been teaching now for almost 30 years, the most negative thing I've seen with fellow teachers, organizations, opera companies, whoever you're, you know, impresarios, I don't know where this happened or where it started because I didn't have it when I was starting out. But it's this perception that if you dream big, you're going to be disappointed. Mm. It's like pervasive underneath everything these days. And I, I don't even mean just music, you know? I mean like even in life itself. But take this from someone who, who had a little taste. Um, now is the time 
yeah. while you're young to dream big, right? Because life doesn't get any easier when you get older. It doesn't mean that you can't be, quote, successful older, right, and follow your dream older. Sure, that's all possible. But when you're young, that's when you have the energy and that's when you have the dream the loudest in your head, right? It's the loudest in your head. Don't let anybody mute whatever that dream is. Mm. Don't let it happen. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter how they prognosticate what could happen. The truth is, is the people that make it an opera are the ones that stick it out mm-hmm. the longest so that that very small world starts to know who's dependable mm-hmm. and who isn't. That is very true. You have to be persistent. You can't just give up whenever you hear a no, especially as a soprano, because yes. you're going to hear, I, you know, one of my friends, she's um, a little bit older than me. She's a former student of Gordon, and she just got her master's. She's, you know, young in the opera world. And she told me that you're going to get 100 no's before you get one yes. Yes. So. You just stick with it. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. We're going to take another little break here. Come up for our last segment on Art for Living. And we have here two guests, Sabina Mori and Jessica Bell from Manchester, New Hampshire. And we're talking about music, and which is always something we love, right? WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Stay with us because we're coming right back. Welcome back, WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. Jane Comier, your host here at Artful Living, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. We have a great opera and classical music and uh, fun story today with Jessica Bell and Sabina Mori, who are young singers from the Manchester area. If you're just joining us, we've been sort of talking to them about what you know, what they're doing in school, what their what their short term, long term goals were, and in the last segment, I was giving I was giving a sermon, uh, <laughs> and the sermon was, "Don't let anybody." Now is the time when you're young to go for the ring, and don't let anybody tell you differently. Just go do it because it doesn't get easier as we get older. Um, and just just to tie up what we were saying, uh, we were saying sticking to it is hugely important. One step beyond that, though, when you do stick to it, and I think this is really true in opera today, because the opera world, sadly, has shrunk. Mm-hmm. Since COVID, uh, I've been doing some, some uh, investigation into opera in this country. Mm. And even though everything is now open, there's probably only one or two summer programs in this country, one or two, that are doing what they did before COVID, three or four productions for the summer. Now we're seeing one production for the summer. Mm -hmm. What that does is, is it's taken away a lot of opportunities for the young singers who get their, who get their, you know, resumes and their, their teeth cut, so to speak, in summer festival productions, right? Yeah. Um, So it is a, a smaller world now. However, more important than anything, of course, knowing your art form, perfecting your art form, Showing up to the to the to of course the auditions and most importantly, never been so important. Make sure that w- your job that you do is the very best that you can do because it is word of mouth on what singers are 
and hugely important. It's not necessarily, it's sad to say all the time, the best singer. Sometimes it's the most reliable singers. Mm-hmm. And this is what I mean by that. Now opera, opera companies are paying more for a production than they've ever paid before. Mm-hmm. We don't have the backing. We don't have necessarily as big audiences. That's why they're down to one, two shows a, a season, right? So it makes it even more important now that whatever singer's got that role, that they know that singer's going to get them over the finish line. Yes. And that is what young singers should be building for right now. Stamina. Longevity. Is this kid going to make it? Can I count on this girl or this man to do all of these rehearsals and, and, and the performances? So that's really should be the thing ticking in the back of your head. Yeah. Because those singers are going to make it. Definitely. You know? And that's 100% in your, that's right there in your basket to deal with, right? I mean, that's not subjective. Like you said, so much of it can be. Yes. So you're going to stick to it. And this summer is going to show you what that's all about to live the singing. I'm very excited for all that I'm going to learn this summer because I think it will be a life-changing experience. It will in every way, in every way. So Sabina, you're just starting out. So Jessica is the senior and she's heading off now into the journey in a more uh, full-time, you know, way, right? And you're coming in as a freshman, a little bit different, but what do you see? And you know, folks out there, it's kind of funny. How hard it is sometimes to get these young singers or these young people, not even music, to, to share what the possibility might be, right? Not the sure thing, what their dream says. We have so hammered them. We have so hammered folk into what is success and what isn't that we've lost the whole point. And you know what? If you can't dream big, you might as well not dream at all, right? So, Sabina... Big dream. Take all the hinges off. What what would you do with this in your dream of dreams? So as Jess said, I'd also love to be an opera singer. Of course, I'd love to travel. I'd more like to bring music to places where there isn't as much music. Oh, cool. You mean yes. classical music or opera? Yes, I do mean opera. I know. So my family is from Africa. They're from Niger specifically. And around there, there is not much talk of music at all. And I would love to be able to bring music to communities such as those. Those ones that are the more. Yeah. The. They just haven't had the exposure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'd love to do. I'd also love to learn how to dance so I can um, dip my toes in musical theater as well. Yes. I just don't know how to dance. Okay. (laughs) So that's probably something you should get those lessons out because you know what? Uh, Hugely important because you are the singer, your instrument's in there, right, in your throat, and part of it is body control. Yes. Yeah. And when you have to be up on stage and you have to die effectively or you (laughs) have to do all the crazy things that sometimes you have to do on stage to make it real, you need full body control. And nothing teaches you that like dance. That's true. You know, coloraturas. When I w- I don't do it anymore. But you know, when I was younger, when I was, um, I was just off of contracts from like Omaha Opera, Kentucky Opera, that stuff. When we moved here in um, New Hampshire, and that's when I started Opera Fest, right? Because we didn't really have a full year. We had Opera North that did summer programs. I wanted to run a full year program, which we did. It was tremendously successful. I mean, we brought kids your age and younger. Up to probably 10 different out-of-this-country trips 
for like two weeks where they got to go to Italy, they got to go to Germany, they went to Austria, they went to Russia. I mean, we were crazy. But um, what was my point? I, I had a point before I said that. Da 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 da. Yeah, no, it's gone. Um, what were you talking about before before I stopped you? You said Africa and go to exposing exposing different cultures and music, right? Yes. All right. Yeah, it's gone. It'll pop back, and if it does, I'll interject. Okay. All right, so how do you see that happening? So that's a good question. I'm not entirely sure Do you think how that to bring it if, to you, life. if you became famous enough, you could do that? Well, I'd love to be famous. I think anybody <laughs> would love to be famous. But yes, I think if I <laughs> made sure that I persisted in the opera world and I became this big shot that I could yeah. bring shows out, and about, of course. I'd love to travel, go to all different countries. I'd love to know multiple different languages. I'd love to learn a lot about different cultures. Yes. I'd just love to be involved. You in will. You will learn all of that because you have to be trilingual, if you know, at least yeah. to do opera. Um, yeah, it's so funny. The, the, the famous part for me was so that I could do what you guys are saying. I always thought that if I was famous enough, right, uh, because my family didn't know anything about classical music. I was the last of eight kids. Are you kidding me? I mean, they they teased me to no end for my singing. Um, and I didn't get into the classical until I was about 19, and opera until 22, so I started real late. But I was a tap dancer, and this was the thought before. Um, I, I was gifted from the very beginning. I don't know what it was, but like 17, 18, I found out that I could do fast, fast notes, Like, and I used to mimic recordings right it's like i thought it was i thought it was a hoot to do it right ha 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 you know big joke um and i maintain i was a really good tap dancer mm-hmm. right and i took many years of that as a kid because i was going to be a big broadway star right <laughs> that was my job i was going to dance on broadway and i was going to go to college on business so for business so that i could do business during the day but still be able to do auditions and maybe sing at night which i was doing since i was 18 i I had a, a band, all that jazz, and we, we as soon as I was eighteen legal, I was singing in restaurants and pub bars and pubs and everything. Yeah. But the tap dancing, I maintain the reason why the coloratura, which is what I made my life work on, you know, singing high fast notes, was so good because I was a good tap dancer. Honest to God, I believe that. And I used to tell young singers early on when I was a teacher to take tap dance lessons. Because when you have to tap tap it out in your feet, mm-hmm. it's a visceral feeling, right? You, you have to be able to feel that beat. What is singing? When you're singing coloratura, you're singing a lot of fast notes, right? You have to viscerally feel the beat to sing every bloody note in that line, right? Mm-hmm. So I really think dance is huge. So get some tap dance lessons on you, girl. I (laughs) will. That'll be great. She'll be a singing tap dancing mezzo-soprano. Yes. There you go. You can probably take dance. You're going to a school with dance. Yeah, I could take dance lessons or classes if I wanted to. Yeah, take a class in in dance. I always say whenever, um, whenever I had the opportunity for friends that were doing programs, don't underestimate the the need for dance for a singer mm. yes it really i think that's why my rhythm is so bad <laughs> your your rhythm is good what are you talking about when you learn the rhythms you're solid right, right. so it's the process of just feeling yeah. comfortable with the process of it that's yes. all yeah and and of course when you're when you're on stage you're the center you have to be able to take up a lot of space 
in front of you, you know, that space of, what is that, the third wall? Is that they call that the third wall? It's being able to make a persona, right? Well, you could do that when you have dance, when you have that feeling in the body. You can really, you know, use that. It's a great little thing. So, yeah, you both have to take dance lessons. Yes. I've actually <laughs> She I'm dances actually already. Trained. You yep. dance a lot? I've been training in dance since I was five. And do you think so. it's helped you singing? Oh, definitely. I'm actually still involved in dance. I'm actually on the Gordon College dance team. Oh, good for <laughs> so, you. So, you know, if my life is not already crazy enough, I, <laughs> I compete D3. Um, really? Yeah. So it's a lot of fun. Um, it's all Dance has always been that one thing that, um, you know, it's something that keeps me from burning out from music. So it's something I do for fun, but it has definitely helped my body awareness. Look at that. We've, that. We have come full circle here. We started out talking about music and we've tied it up with dance. And uh, we've had a great conversation, ladies. Jessica Bell and Sabina Mori from Manchester, New Hampshire. Thank you for being on Artful Living. It was a great conversation and I think people listening will find it very interesting. So thanks for coming in and joining us. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Oh, pleasure. So this is Art for Living. Jane Cormier, your host, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. Thanks for being with us, and we'll see you at our next show.